This is a Dauntless Media Collective podcast. Visit dauntless.fm for more content. Welcome to another chapel probation after hours session, this time with former APU student and chapel probation Facebook moderator, Ariel Clymer. Ariel has been a great asset to our little community, keeping an eye on the Facebook group, suggesting events, and being a really big support to me and in this whole movement. Yeah, she's the best. So I figured I'd have her on to give her thoughts on both her time at APU and what she hears on the podcast. Um, our other moderator of the Facebook group was in the science bonus episode, so shout out to Ryan. Um, but anyway, here's Ariel. Uh, my name is Ariel Clymer, and um, I go by she, her, and I'm a teacher. At, uh, when I went to APU, I studied film. And I only did that for a few years, kind of off and on. And then I went back to school and did a master's in international education and then realized it was more of an administrative role. So I wanted to work directly with students. So I went back to school again and got a a credential to teach in K-12 or 6 through 12. Okay. They call that like secondary education? Yeah, secondary. Science. Yeah. Science. Mm-hmm. And wow. health. So a science teacher from APU, that's that's no small feat. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, Ariel is one of the moderators of the Facebook group, so has been very helpful in keeping an eye on things. Everyone's behaving. So luckily, we haven't had any, any problems. Just a couple yeah. of weird situations, but... Um, did we meet at APU? We, I only ever saw you at like parties or concerts or art type of events. And I remember my reflection on, my reflections on you were the conservative side of me was like, who is this guy? And I heard he's married and why is his wife never around? (laughs) Yeah. No, I got that a lot. Yeah, it's interesting, like, looking back on myself and and thinking to myself now, like, why did I care? Yeah. But some of my friends took you uh, uh, for English. I didn't take – I was – I think, like Josie said, didn't take freshman writing, so I oh, yeah. took a different teacher, just took intro to lit. So. Yeah, and I think you were already gone by the time they made me full-time in, like, 20, 2005 to 2010. I was there then. I was there 2003 oh, yeah, yeah. to 2007. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they let me teach a lot of classes that they probably shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> but there I was. <laughs> um, there were a lot of professors, though, that like, I don't know. What I feel like my strategy was at APU was um, I actually asked a lot of people that went to my high school that also went to APU, who's a good teacher to take. 
or I I talked to people who were, um, as my friend used to coined it, our alternate universe partners. Mm. So who's in the same kind of leftist circle in the year above us? And then yeah. I would ask them, like, who's a good teacher to take? And so in that way, I felt like I was able to find the more radical leftist teachers and take them versus like people telling me, Oh, don't take that teacher. They're kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and I kept kind of in a line of good teachers in that way. Oh, nice. So you were kind of able to curate your experience. Yeah. And I think a lot of people did that. And I always wonder now who is my alternate universe partner currently at APU. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Is there yeah. a group of kids there now? That's... There, yeah, probably. It's tougher now, I think, because they, they kind of clamped down. When you were there in sort of like the golden age when the school was really trying to be like a top-notch academic university, mm. um, which we all knew was never going to work <laughs> with the with that board of trustees and with, and with that, the money sources that they had. You know, you, you can't. There's too many things, too many things about academics that don't fit with evangelical culture. And so, but yeah, there were a lot of great people and almost none of them are still there <laughs> from that. <area. laughs> uh, so, so first let's, uh, you, since you are a, you listen to most of the episodes and you help out with the Facebook group and you've seen the discussions online, um, what have been your thoughts as, as oh actually no I let's go back let's do backwards here let's tell me what you were like when you got to APU and compared to like what you were like when you left I went back and read some journals to prepare for this too and oh man you had journals yeah this is you, definitely you left your own paper trail definitely like mostly writing to Jesus hmm. dear Jesus blow to tell him about whatever's going on in my life. <laughs> and it was pretty conservative, even to nearing the end. Uh, at the same time, like m my friends, a lot of them were in the, I don't know, now defunct global studies major. That's still yeah. going. I think it's That's gone. A, I'd love to hear that story, but I don't know if you're planning on that. Because um, yeah. <clears throat> that was a whole mm -hmm. debacle. Um, yeah. A lot of them were in global studies and English and film. Some graphic design people, I think. Those were the big majority of my friends. A few science people. And so a lot of the stuff that they were learning, I was kind of vicariously learning through them, doing their assignments. And then I would talk to them, show them movies I saw, and having mm. a kind of a variety. It seemed like just mostly global studies people, but there was a variety of friends and backgrounds of what they were studying. I felt like I was able to kind of get connected to different social justice issues that were going on around the world and around LA, especially. There were people in the kind of progressive Christian circles at that time that were a uh, reaching out to college students and kind of bringing them into those social justice struggles of LA through LA term, but then also just mm -hmm. kind of recognizing that, oh, some students don't do LA term. 
And so uh, coming onto campus and inviting us to protests or just different events. And I think through that, uh, when I left, I was still sort of saw myself as like Christian, but I felt like I had some sort of connection to the ways in which, I guess in that time I saw it as like, how did people really live like Jesus? Mm. And how does that, what does that look like? What could that look like today? And I saw that through the, like what people did in terms of caring for the poor, fighting for right people's rights in Los Angeles. Yeah. And so, and I, and that, and that it was connecting well to like theology classes and sociology classes and some film classes that were a little more like aligned to that sort of analysis of like how our different cultures and backgrounds and uh, like races quote unquote portrayed in um, film and discussing that with my colleagues was helpful too. And like connecting a lot of different disciplines to all those same struggles. So then by the time I was done, it was like, Oh yeah, this is, it all connects. There's all different ways that you can come at this same uh, struggle of liberation for the poor. Hmm. So yeah. it, it sounds like there is a part of you that was progressive as far as politically, but, mm-hmm. and you described yourself as conservative. Did you mean like theologically conservative? Um, I think conservative and just the way of like, socially. maybe more just like God is and Jesus are still real for me. Okay, they, so you, you still yeah. held your faith, yeah. Yeah. And do you still identify as Christian today? Not really, necessarily, no. No? Yeah. No. I'd say, like, you describe yeah. yourself agnostic atheist. I'd say that's kind yeah. of more where I fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's amazing. I think there's a lot of us that come out of different religious um experiences um you know i did university in college which is basically similar to what you all went through in 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 evangelical schools um yeah it's fascinating to see how many people because you know you know the podcast a lot of people still identify as christian of some sort Mm -hmm. um and i think that's great I, i i just i don't know i can't for now who knows maybe we'll maybe we'll sign back up to to church someday. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, so as you've listened and you, you said you've, you, you've known a lot of the people on the podcast. Um, so yeah. What, what have been your observations and comparisons to your own experience? It's something I wrote down was that from hope and Nikki's podcast was that, Oh yeah. The Biola folks. Yeah. It's hard to, Kind of remember if it was theirs or maybe Abby and Liz's too. Was just thinking mm-hmm. about it's hard not to leave evangelical culture, see sort of secular culture and how much more progress they make in terms of rights for a lot of different identities, and think to yourself, 
hmm, why are they so much further ahead than we were when we were supposed to be the best people at being good? <laughs> having like yeah. having it all together in terms of how to treat people so good like Jesus does or did. And then yeah. when you actually look back and you see it's it's just kind of a lie, it's just something they're making up like we're the best. And then you're like, no, actually like, yeah the you know sexual harassment training that I took when I went into Cal State LA was amazing (laughs) (laughs) or like you are the and like there's a lot of groups and people that are because there is more diversity in the democratic ways that they examine uh how there's oppression and how to improve and get out of that. Uh, there's more advancement instead mm-hmm. of there being the, you know, the homogeny of white evangelicalism. There's just not enough voice there for people yeah. that need voice. I think it's also a matter of how they define being good. <laughs> yeah. Um, evangelicals have, have their own definition <laughs> mm-hmm. it tends to involve a lot of hatred and fear uh, and suspicion, but, um, but yeah, to- your point is well taken. That's so yeah. when you, so you listen to like how women are treated inside of evangelical culture and it's so patriarchal, um, which would be considered good, right? They don't, they don't even like, we're not even accusing them of something they wouldn't cop to immediately because, patriarchy is and complementarianism are wonderful designs for for uh male female relationships and and particularly marriage it's just when you're outside of it you realize yeah that part was always weird like being in a high school of higher education where (laughs) everyone's getting a degree that gives you a leg up in getting a job and a lot of women got jobs that I knew. So yeah. then the whole complementarianism thing was always a little funky when people would discuss it. Cause it's like, you're talking about this at a university <laughs> where everyone is living on their own without yeah. their parents, not married majority of us doing our own thing, feeding ourselves, not taking care of any kids. Yeah. And you're like wanting us, yeah, and you're, yeah, so it's kind of, that part was always weird. I don't feel like, maybe I was just not around the right people, but I didn't feel, I don't remember hearing a lot about complementarianism, but it's also like my friends and I probably never really discussed that kind of stuff at all either. Yeah, so the bad kids. (laughs) Other groups, yeah, other people talked about, oh, we heard it so much, and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just because we weren't into it. but Yeah. And that was interesting about APU. There were always these pockets of students that kind of carved out their own experience. Um, mm. If you didn't buy in completely to the culture and on the campus. Um, yeah. But, but that's, that's good though, that you didn't have to endure um, a lot of, a lot of the sort of patriarchal um, vibe that the school was known for still is known for yeah um yeah 
I, I liked when um, Hope and Nikki or, or in, yeah, maybe Abby and Liz too were kind of just talking about like, I really just had a good time in ways that were similar to a secular school of just like drinking and hanging out and partying and whatnot. But even now, just those like words coming out of my mouth, it makes me scared to discuss legal use of alcohol. And it kind of goes back to what they had also mentioned too, of like the infantilizing of adults that just always really stood out to me from my own parents, even after I left and then just kind of at the college. And sometimes I wonder like, is that unique to Christianity or high demand groups or Mm. like, what is, what is that? I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. That is an interesting question. I once got into a Facebook argument with an atheist who was saying, you know, religion's the worst thing in the world. And and I agreed with a lot of it, but I was like, no, but, you know, Pol Pot wasn't religious. Um, the, mm. the worst parts of of the, the Chinese uh, cultural revolution were not religious. You know, there's, I don't know, just human nature just kind of sucks. <laughs> and when people consolidate power and try to establish some kind of order amongst their people. Religion in America just happens to be the tool of choice. It's kind of like yeah. the gun of of all the bad things that sometimes happen. There's good things too, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our next podcast is exploring that because I'm trying to figure out what mm. to do with season three. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, discussing yeah. like democracy and 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 high demand groups is a, it's just it. That's been kind of like in the last three, two years of kind of more detailed deconstruction, I guess you could say that I've been going through. It's been very simultaneous with just learning about cults and stuff as well to kind of compare Mm -hmm. the levels of high demand and kind of see like where my experience fell. Yeah. And that's been helpful and also just sad just hearing about the more extreme groups. Yeah. And even APU, as bad as it was, was kind of, I'm finding it to be kind of the middle of the pack as far as high demand cultures. You know, like you've got your Bob Jones and Pensacola and Liberty on the far end of that. And then. Hey, Pew, you know. Hey, everyone. I'm Nate from the Full Mutuality Podcast. I wanted to take a moment to say thank you for tuning into this show. We're so grateful that you've decided to spend your time with us. Seriously, Dan, Gail, Jessica, Kathleen, Scott, and the rest of us here at the Dauntless Media Collective couldn't produce content like the show you're listening to without your support. I'd also like to invite you even further into the conversation. Right now, there are some great discussions happening over in the Dauntless Media Collective Discord server. If you're interested in chatting with other folks who are deconstructing and decolonizing the oppressive traditions that they came from, please feel free to hop on into the server. If you don't know what Discord is, it's a place where communities can gather online for chatting on a wide variety of topics, 
In our Discord server, we have channels devoted to general deconstruction conversations, some meme sharing, therapeutic venting about whatever religious bullshit you're currently dealing with, and even a channel specifically devoted to talking about the latest episodes of the podcast you're listening to right now. I hope you'll join us. You can log in directly to the Dauntless server by clicking the link in the show notes or heading to dauntless.fm and clicking the link in the top banner. See you there. Then I think she endures verbal abuse for a season and she endures perhaps being smacked one night and then she seeks help from the church. There is a pile of dead bodies behind the Mars Hill bus <laughs> and by God's grace it'll be a mountain by the time we're done. You either get on the bus or you get run over by the bus. Those are the options. There's nothing holy about writing discrimination into the law and I am tired of communities of faith being weaponized because the only time religious freedom is invoked is in the name of bigotry and discrimination. I'm tired of it. Hi, I'm Nate, producer and co-host on the Full Mutuality Podcast. Let's talk about inequality. It's everywhere. Whether it's rooted in race, gender, ability, or sexuality, there's bound to be an imbalance in power, influence, representation, and access. On our show, we want to explore areas of religion, culture, and society where justice is needed in order to bring about true mutuality. I hope you'll join us for some enlightening, fun, and at times uncomfortable conversations as we envision a world where everyone can live free from systems and structures that keep us from being truly equal. You can find us on your favorite podcast app or visit our website, fullmutuality.com, to find a list of all the platforms we're available on. Subscribe today, and we'll see you on the Full Mutuality Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to tell a funny story when I thought about, or when I was listening to Nate's and then thinking about Pensacola. Yeah. I went to a private Christian elementary school that had a big mix of the evangelical backgrounds in it, but there were some people who were, um, of the like fun kind of fundamentalist Baptist. Um, because I remember them saying that one friend followed me or I think it, she went to elementary and then high school with me. And she was talking about uh, wanting to go to Pensacola Christian college, which is pretty similar to Bob Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And so I learned a little bit about it from her, but didn't know a lot. And then when we got into college and I had made some friends at APU, there were some, at the time it was kind of like live journal-y, like HTML websites where people would post about what goes on at Pensacola and kind of discuss all their rules and stuff that was going on there. But I think unbeknownst to the administration, somehow or maybe it was people that had left but we would look yeah. at those websites together at APU and then oh. just laugh about how bad they had it yeah and just be like yeah. oh my god I can't believe they have to wear skirts or they have to walk on separate oh, sidewalks man. or they have you know their late their uh curfews are like this well luckily ours are like this that's so much better yeah. even though they were yeah, still yeah. kind of ridiculous so yeah and yeah, APU was known as like, like pretty girls in Hollister um, clothes. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure Pensacola thought y'all were just, you know, <laughs> horrible sinners pretending to be Christian or something. <laughs> 
there was this they were time... probably laughing at apu stuff like <laughs> there was this time they where were because... not even christian <laughs> because we had the curfew people yeah. couldn't come onto our floor after a certain time or whatever so yeah. there would be like these guys that there was a few quote-unquote hot girls on our floor my floor specifically and so there were these guys that were really obsessed with these two two hot girls <laughs> and they would come and play guitar at the end of the hallway <laughs> when the door was shut and they wow, would play sweaters they would play uh what's called sweater song uh weezer weezer song yeah this weezer song sweater song yeah. um romantic yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I'd barely ever heard Weezer because of being so like listening to oh. Christian music. Yeah, a, so that was like was cutting younger. edge for you. So I was like, "Damn, this song, this music is great." <laughs> uh, wait, wait, were these were these women impressed by dudes with guitars playing sweater they songs? They were kind of silly too, so they were just laughing their asses off, yeah. just like, "This is so ridiculous." And they're like, open the, and then they're done playing their song, but then they'd be like, but open the door, come say hi. And they're like, whatever. Oh, oh but that's against the rules though, right? Uh, oh, there was lots out, of rules right? broken. <laughs> there was people staying the yeah. night in people's rooms. There was all kinds of stuff going yeah. on. No, I heard all those stories too. Um. <laughs> yeah. Was, oh. There's definitely RA's roommates that were like, I don't have to follow any rules, so I just close my eyes and look the other way if I see something. Oh, okay. Because I heard about the other extreme of uh, RAs took their jobs very seriously and would be like... Oh, they would, but then like their yeah. roommates would be like... Oh, their roommates, yeah. Eh. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah like the, in, the ones that were... They were yeah. crawling in the bushes, trying to peek in windows to catch students, you know, sinning. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But that was crazy too, because yeah. ours was can ours was engaged. Oh, it's like, lady, you're you're engaged. Like, you're gonna have sex soon. Like, have have it, have a heart for all the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. So, sex happened way more often than the school would want to admit. Um, hmm. Oh yeah. Was that your observation too? It just I'm thinking anecdotally of what students would tell me, but um Yeah, students yeah. would if they were dating uh in the circles I was in, people would uh, have sex, maybe not like as soon as you would if you weren't Christian, but at some point. And like a, I'd say like a fairly healthy way. Sure. After they've been dating yeah. for a little while, you know? Yeah. So And it was a it was a good place to like kind of be able to feel also comfortable like discussing that stuff with friends and kind of getting to I feel like at that age maybe maybe people talk about that stuff maybe more a little in high school these days but I teach sex ed now and even then like technically I think by the time kids are 18 on average 40 percent have had a sexual encounter with somebody else so 60% haven't. So it's like people talk yeah. about it probably, but there's, I think after high school is where maybe people starting to go more detail with friends and talk about yeah. what's healthy and not and whatnot. And, and, and you so found that at APU? I found it. Yeah. With amongst friends, we would discuss that stuff and, and it was 
it was good and i was thankful that i yeah. had that those that types of friendships yeah i mean was there ever also the element of guilt or shame in involved in those discussions or or did y'all just go past that not really it was more like maybe being around for some people's like talking about the oh it happened for me for the first time and so then just kind of like being like oh cool and then also kind of reflecting together on like it's not that crazy of a thing <laughs> yeah it's not like yeah with some friends of mine just being like well that happened yeah well, that's like good to hear, no no big yeah. light shined down on me and was mad or happy or in, yeah. anything yeah demons now live in your dorm or your apartment with you now because <laughs> yeah. you invited them in um, yeah none of that because yeah that's amazing that you you found that space i mean not in a in a good way amazing because all the chapels all of the the talks in in the living areas were geared toward steering you away from anything sexual um, in a really unhealthy way of, of guilt and shame. So, yeah, that's that's really great that you found we that. Had, we had some, some townies, as they say, in our friend group as well, which was nice. Some what? Some townies. You know that phrase? <laughs> townies. Wait, how are you using this term, townies? <laughs> uh, people that don't go to your college and they live in the same town. <laughs> ah, right. Yeah, I knew a few of those. Yeah. Yeah, so we because there were people uh who were from the area and then they had like people from friends from high school or people they were dating and then their friend groups uh who were like from other high schools and they were kind of like also a part of our APU friend group. And uh it kind of blended also with kind of music like musicians in our friend group who then would like play with those friends. And I think that also brought a different vibe to the group and kind of a little bit more of a, like not so prude. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's, it's people. It's all, all kinds of people out there. Yeah. It was Uh, nice. I'm curious how many of the people on this podcast did you know personally? Uh, I think three. Like ballpark. Oh, three of them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, there are, there are the three people from Synchronicity. Ah, okay. Because yeah. we all live together. So. Oh, yep. did you live at Synchronicity also? Yeah. Me, I was at oh, the original oh, convo when we thought it up. Right. <laughs> oh, hey. It was like, Why didn't I know that? That's cool. Me and three or um, four other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're you're a you you came before most of the people on the podcast, so. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think we've I've covered most of the last twenty years <laughs> of areas, <laughs> of, um, including the very recent, um, to all the way back. Yeah, back then. Um, yeah, we had it. So we had a big. Uh, so that's something else that reminded me of. We had a big party at Synchronicity when Obama got elected. It uh, was my birthday too. It was like yeah. on my birthday because my birthday is in the beginning of November. 
So it was interesting contrasting that experience of being with a bunch of people from APU, just yeah. like screaming our heads off, going crazy in this new house that we lived in as a community. And then hearing like what was happening at the college, I was like, whoa, I had no idea yeah. until this podcast came out that that was what it was if like. If there was screaming, it was the other kind of screaming. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and for the listeners who haven't heard that, those episodes, Synchronicity was like an in, sort of intentional living space in a huge house that you all rented that was uh, tr designed to be like a community, um, an intentional community of um, mostly, I, it, was, it's, it was mostly queer uh, folks, right? Yeah, maybe like half, half or I'm not, okay, I haven't half, like half. counted okay. in my head, but okay. yeah, a lot of, it was queer folks and people who are still realizing their identities, I guess, too. Sure. Over time. Yeah. No, it sound it sound everyone everyone I've met and have known that, that has lived there or, or frequented that, that house. It sounds like it's an amazing legacy for something that's so closely associated with a place like APU. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of people uh, too in that from that group that uh, the within the like five or five or 10 years like after leaving APU were also kind of active as alums in writing letters to put on the door of discussion. I mean, door of discussion came right. out our sophomore year, maybe or junior year. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I'm not sure who exactly. Do you know who started it? Yeah. It was a bunch of English majors. Okay. Um, there, I feel like there, it was somebody was I knew. It was a group of students, um, not just just English majors. The ones I knew were English. Oh, mm -hmm. actually, there was a lot that weren't English majors too. Anyway, it was a it was a it was a group, and it, it, it took it took it took a while to get the door. There was a fight. Um, yeah, because the administration did not want want it. Um, we and then afterward, I like to go back and like after I left a couple of times, post stuff on it. Oh, did you? <laughs> Just for fun, even though I'd never get to see like the responses. Yeah, and there were different yeah. eras when the student life folks would would censor the door anyway, so they would pull stuff off they didn't like. Um, yeah, that part's so crazy. It's like, yeah, defeats the whole purpose. It does. <laughs> um, or or even I heard stories of just students who would rip stuff off the door. Um, yeah, so. true. Hmm. But. Oh, and then for those of you listening who don't know what we're talking about, again, uh, the door of discussion <laughs> was literally a door that was posted. Um, I'm picturing this, the spot. It's like in a nook near the living areas. Um, right by the mailboxes. So we put it, yeah. in a, they put it in a spot where people went all the time to get their mail. Yeah. So they'd be forced to see it. <laughs> it was like a free speech zone. Um, yeah. Which tells you something about the school that you even needed a free speech uh, zone. Um, yeah. And typically it was just, it was all about the hot button things like sexuality, um, a little bit of political, um, maybe some gender issues. Um, I want to say like more than half of it was usually about some kind of sexuality. Um, mm -hmm. um, but some of it was, some people would just put philosophical things on there. Um, ask questions, tell stories, confess. There was a lot of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, but it, 
this is pre-internet mostly. Like they, we had the internet, but we didn't have you know Facebook yet. We didn't have social media. Um, yeah, Facebook so. came out like a year later. Yeah, I think MySpace existed, but there MySpace didn't yeah. have so many like hubs on it. Right. For, right. Yeah. It's like gathering you said your places. Own. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, that's what students had to do. Um. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure there is no more door of discussion because I don't think students were using it as much now that there's social media. Yeah. Um, but it got removed a couple times, <laughs> and put back a couple times. Um, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it seems silly now, doesn't it? That that uh, just ex- finding common ways to express ideas and thoughts and values was so dangerous at the school. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure there was there... a staff person assigned to just read the door and, and, and edit it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there may have been sometimes too, like some, I feel like there was sometimes too, where there were some things that were pretty like just hateful or it wasn't like, yeah. Let's discuss. It's like let's just hate on this group that yeah. we don't think should exist even though it's just an identity of somebody. Yeah. In those cases sure. it was kind of intense being like, "Oh, these are colleagues of mine. Who are they?" <laughs> yeah. That's scary. You, you see what's what's really who you're going to school with, <laughs> who you're going to class with. Yeah. Uh, but you have a good life now. Uh, I've, you you are a part of our little um, deconstruction community here in Southern California. And um, I've really enjoyed hanging out with you and uh, some of the other folks. And mm-hmm. um, this is pretty great. Uh, I, without without things like the, <laughs> the Facebook groups and the podcasts and other organizations, we wouldn't be making all these connections. So... I think this is really cool. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for taking the time to do this, and we'll definitely, you know, you're you're a moderator, so you, I think you're gonna have to help me figure out what season three is gonna look like. Maybe like a whole <laughs> mishmash of things. You mentioned purity culture, so we'll we'll probably add that to what we do. Yeah, even if there was like some themes where there's like you know, four episodes on this theme, four on this theme. Yeah. Might be kind of cool. Like little series. Like what mm-hmm. like Brad Onishi's doing those little spin-off series. Yeah. Um all right, we'll have to Yeah. We'll make plans. So thank yeah, you again was... for coming on, Ariel. One last thing I wanted to say. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In the spirit of Brad Onishi, my reason yeah. for hope. <laughs> there we go. We're appropriate. One of the Brad's the reason side. for hope that I wrote down. <laughs> was uh actually this thing that Sarah Edmondson always says, the lady from uh that was a Nexium cult. Oh yeah. Because I listen to her po- I really love her podcast with her husband. Uh she always says like I always say we're in the golden age of cult recovery. <laughs> and That's I like true. finding and seeing all these podcasts, like I do feel like there's a kind of a bigger movement to analyze power and especially like uh, I don't know like religious power narcissistic 
one person type of power and to yeah, have more yeah, authoritarian power and to like have uh kind of codify and canonize some like ways of healing from that and i think uh i'm hoping to you know be a part of that work in terms of ex-evangelical communities so yeah hell yeah that is hopeful i was gonna say we don't do much hope on this podcast but that <laughs> one works <laughs> <laughs> so yeah let's end with that thanks all right thanks for having me on scott So this past weekend, Ariel joined me and a bunch of people to hang out with Brad Onishi. And uh, we went to his book release event at a progressive church here in L.A. And um, so basically what I'm saying is our stealing of his reasons for hope is totally fine. We, we paid for that. <laughs> we, won't, we won't make it a habit or anything. So thanks to Ariel for all her work and support and for coming on to Chapel Probation After Hours to chat. Now, coming next month, we're going to do a sexy Valentine's Day episode with Hope and Nikki who, from the Biola uh, episode. And we want you to send us your sexiest stories, and that can be interpreted in any way. Um, your, your stories from your time at evangelical colleges or universities. What are your stories that would have landed you on probation probation as opposed to chapel probation? We won't use your names unless you want us to, um, so we can guarantee some privacy, but we want to hear your stories. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I should have had Hope and Nikki make this ask. It sounds creepy coming from me, but um, you can send your stories to info at rscottokamoto.com. I'll have a link in the show notes. So we'll see you next week for hmm, something. We're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel, and I'm trying to line up one more uh interview but yeah we're winding down and i'm getting into book mode so and again if you have any events or you want to plan an event with me let me know info at rscottokamoto.com and we'll make something happen all right thanks <laughs>